Lois, you had me at my mom made it for me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's finest. We're a sub show of the Vigilante 1939 podcast, part of Let's Go Podcast Network, pop culture without the pop. On this special installment of the world's finest, myself and Chris Severance are joined by some very, very super friends. And we're all going to put on our imaginary wet capes. We're going to show off our best flex and we're ready to review season one of Sumana Lois. But Chris, Uncle Chris, the steel to my Superman. How you doing tonight, brother? Doing great, or super, doing super. How are you? Sir, you, you have come along rather nicely in these last <laughs> few weeks, I have to say. Episode. I do what I can. There you go. Uh, yeah, so Chris, let's not waste no time in it. We got a lot of guests that want <laughs> that want to get in here. You know, we've been reviewing Superman and Lois all season long, episode 15, throughout every hiatus that we got. The journeys finally came to a close, so... Season finale has come and gone. So, Chris, talk to me. Did the season finale stick with you? Uh, overall, yeah, it did. Overall, I mean, we'll get into, we're gonna get into it more later. We're just gonna do our quick thoughts here. I think that it did a lot of good stuff. It did some stuff I didn't like, and then it did some stuff I'm just okay with. But it was good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think you know this episode in particular. You know, like the show as a whole, was a series of moments. So, I think this finale was kind of an episode of moments, you know, it did the little things right. And really with Superman, I think that's really all kind of boils down to, you know, doing the little things right. I think it corrected the utilization of Superman. And if, in this week's episode, I really dug the stuff with Lois and Jordan. I mean, I've been there, you know, my mom's had to, you know, hug me like that and try to try to get me out of something like that. So that really hit uh, the moment of Sam Lane telling Superman the world's finest is looking for him. Mm-hmm. That one was really, really cool. And then, obviously, his speech at the end, I think, is probably the best scene in that whole episode. But I'm sure we got some people that are going to get into that a little bit. So, overall, Chris, I'm really satisfied with this thing. Uh, it was quite a journey getting to this point. Uh, it hit some stumbles down the road, but I'm pretty satisfied with what we got. So, uh, I would say, enough of our talk, Chris. Let's, uh, let's, get some, let's get some opinions in here, Chris. So, without further ado, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Ryan Hustleman. <laughs> Ryan, welcome, sir. How's it hey, going? Guys, how are you? Good. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty fantastic. Alrighty. So, Ryan, we gave our overall reactions to the season finale. So, did the season finale of Superman and Lois stick the landing for you? I, I think it did overall in general. I don't think it was their best episode. Um... I still think that the flashback episode, just for the origin reasons and seeing the Fleischer suit, was it was enough. Um, but yeah, I, I I really liked it. I liked how, um, like it's you know the one of the things I've liked throughout the whole season in the background, aside from the steel and Superman and Morgan Edge stuff, is Kyle's little character arc mm-hmm. and. 
we could do spoilers, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Full and spoilers. Warning. <laughs> full spoilers. spoilers. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that not only does he not die, but it also seems like he's finally got his redemption and acceptance back in the whole town of Smallville is one of my one of those little things I liked. And like you guys were talk we were all talking beforehand. I could really go for some ribs this weekend now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, some victory ribs. Awesome. All right. Well, Ryan, we're gonna come back to you, okay. my friend, but we got it. We got some other people that want to give their thoughts. So, without further ado, yet again, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Carlos. What's going hey. on, fellas? What's up, brother? How's it going? I am well. I'm well, super, so to speak. There you go. There, there you go. go. I'm, like I'm loving this. I'm loving this. You know, forgot to mention, got the nice little Kingdom Come shirt right here. So if things get a little spicy. A little later, I'm gonna start yeah. some order tonight. We got we got Smallville Clark, we got Kingdom Come, we got New Fifty Two Soups. I had to represent with the the coveted Nerd Room Batman shirt, though. It was it was is part of the contract when Tim said I was able to be part of the live stream. It was uh, on the condition that I uh, fly the flag. That's fair. <laughs> hey man, a Batman shirt and a Superman shirt sounds like the world's finest to me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Absolutely. Every yeah. time the vigilante and the nerd room start to collaborate. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Carlos, we we've had we've given three thoughts so far in the season finale of Superman and Lois. So I'm gonna keep the same question to you, sir. Did the season finale of Superman and Lois stick the landing for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Like it had to uh, it had the weight of all the previous storylines that they had put into play and I suspect that it was a little more streamlined before they added the additional episodes to the runtime and maybe it would have played better in a more concise airing without uh, the breaks and whatnot. But you know what? The the world of media is subject to the same challenges that everybody else's world is right now. So that was just um, just what they had to work with. But yeah, you know what? they? I think they tied off everything admirably. Uh, I think a lot of uh, the core of this first season and a lot of the clunkiness came out of the Kryptonian stuff. But, you know, when I really thought about it, you had to have a Kryptonian-based story for season one because you had to have an explanation for your audience as to what Jordan's going through and the journey you're taking that character on. So I don't think you could have hit the ground with a... I don't know, Metallo as your main villain for the entire season because that would have left you a lot of scrambling and exposition dumps to get people up to speed with Jordan. So I thought this was a pretty natural way of intertwining everything, intertwining life in Smallville and Clark growing up and the synergy with Jordan and what his experience is and then uh, bringing in that Kryptonian heritage and leading up to that. So... Yeah, sure. You, you might have had to play some of the same notes that we've seen already with General Zod and not whatnot with what you did with Morgan Edge. But I think they did a pretty admirable job with their own spin on it. And you know what? It was a pretty banger of a first season. So if you're going to fall down anywhere with a show where you're doing Superman and you're doing kids and you're doing kids with power and all this other stuff without actually going through an origin story, man, mm-hmm. Hats off to them. Probably one of the finest seasons of CW programming, period, full stop. So 
That's kind of where I fall on it. Well said. Well said, brother. All right. Thanks, we man. are we're flying it along rather nicely here. We we are leaping from one tall building to one next. So let's keep this train riding here. So without further ado, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Oh, Emmett Davis. Oh, Emmett Al, what's poppin', brother? Uh, Zeddy, Chris, Carlos, how's it going, Ryan, how's it going fellas? Good, man. Super. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right, Emmett, so you've already heard the question before. I'm going to keep the same question to you. Uh, did the season finale of Superman Lois stick the landing for you? Um, simple terms, yes, absolutely it did. Um, a more detailed answer, which we'll get into a little bit later, is, yeah, sure, it's got some problems. But overall, I, I was incredibly surprised with how the whole series or season went. Um, and I think having the season finale and the way it did, where I actually continued to care about all of the characters, um, you know, the, the brothers and Lois and Superman and Steel and, you know, Kyle, everybody, um, you know, I think it for me, it did exactly what I wanted it to do, uh, which was make me feel great about Superman um, as a character, um, Clark Kent as a father, uh, as a family figure. Um, so in that sense, absolutely, the uh, the season finale hit for me. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So let's keep it moving all along here. Without further ado, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's who do we got next here? Oh, hey. baby. Avi, what's up, brother? What's up, fellas? Doing doing wonderful, doing wonderful. Rather super. How are you doing tonight, sir? Super as well, man. Couldn't be happier I to be here. I some Superman it. and Lois. I love it. Javi, I've been waiting 15 weeks to ask you this question, my friend. Did the season finale of Superman and Lois stick the lining for you? Yes. Overall, yes. A couple little, little bumps on re-entry. But uh, overall, man, I, I couldn't be happier. It's it's funny because like when something's brand new, a lot of times, at least for me, it feels like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen. So like every time I watch an episode of the show, I feel like this is the best episode or this is the best season of any Superman show I've ever seen. So I'm still on that high right now. Mm -hmm. I need to give it a little bit of time. Um, but I mean, I can't believe like just everything that this show did right for all 15 episodes. Uh, I mean, the heart that this show has is just ever present, the love for Superman. And I've been a Superman fan for 25 years, more than 25 years. Yeah. And there are things that you get used to. You get used to some of the tropes, like you see him carrying the water to put out the nuclear plant fire, like, Oh, Superman three or uh, edge. in this is a little, little zoddy with the eradicator. Mm -hmm. There are elements of other Superman stories that you see in here, but what this show does is like, it makes you think you're going to get something you've seen before. And then it twists it in a different way, mm -hmm. um, which I really appreciated because it kept me on my toes. Um, so I, I just have nothing but love for the finale. Oh I feel like right. it capped off a really strong first season that, especially by the end, brings everything full circle to that first episode with the kids playing Injustice, Clark losing another parental figure, 
um, and going to a funeral for that. But just the family unit is is whole and solid, and it's in a lot better place than where we left it. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely completely completely agree with you on that. We you know I happen to think you know I think this first season of. Superman Lowe's is a love letter to Superman fans, but I think we're definitely going to kind of get into that on whether or not everybody else agrees with that, because I know there's a lot more opinion still to come. So I believe, I believe if my math serves me correctly, we have two people that have been itching, chomping up the bit to get in here. So without further ado, the last time we got to do this, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's... Oh man, look at these guys. Oh, oh I didn't know if they were going to be last or not. Oh my nice. God, the Rose, the Rose are in the house. Oh, you kept this way. Oh, oh, God. Oh, it's all good. Oh, my Lord. Gentlemen, gentlemen. how are you? How you doing, guys? I just want to say, what a great group of guys we got. Yeah. For the shout out to Chris and Zeddy who've been doing this for the whole year. Yeah. It's been awesome. It, 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 They've done a great job with the podcast. It started yeah. off as a. It really? started off as a daunting task with Batwoman being included. <laughs> yeah. And thank God, you know, this show <laughs> happened and you guys were able to mm. land on an awesome finale for it with all these super peeps here. I've loved what I'm hearing so far from the world. I'm loving the word super. You've all used it at least once. My, my <laughs> I had to. Dog. I, had to. Like, I love this. Super, I love this. super. super. I feel I, like someone's word of the day today was super. Yep. Oh, yeah. I've superly corrupted all of you one by one. I love this. I love this. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to start off with Mr. C, because I'm building up to Nico on this one. Oh. So, uh, yes, yeah, oh. so you're, you're going to get your time. Sir. Yeah. Uh, Mr. C, just plain and yeah. simple, like everybody else has answered, not the season as a whole. Did the season finale sit the landing for you, sir? Uh, it To me, it was mediocre. I, I feel like it's a relationship, and it's like it's not you guys, it's me. <laughs> It's it's weird. I feel terrible coming on here and, and being there. You know what? There there were times like this open pit barbecue sauce no. here. <laughs> there were times when it, it in in the finale alone where I my eyes actually welled up and it was like it it was just beautiful. Yeah. And then there were times where I don't know. Maybe it's I'm cynical that I just I laughed at it like with some of the things they were trying to do. And the pacing of it, how they would cut to commercial at some really good moments and kill the momentum. Um, I also will say this to you. It's a weird thing for me because I, I know it's Superman and Lois, but I like I thought like they were like I thought Lois was really good the whole season. But at the end, I found them to be the, mo the least interesting characters on the show. I really thought Kyle I may be forming a strong bond in a relationship with Eric Valdez and John Henry were like those were my guys like I I got to be honest with you every time they were on and and I've never seen a character like Kyle who like from the moment I saw him at the beginning I hated his character and I thought he was kind of a douche and like and then, like, to come, like, the arc where he came with, and he was he was really my favorite, really my favorite person on the show, along with John Henry. So um, the finale was a microcosm to me of the entire show. But, Zeddy, I'll, I'll leave it at this. Like you said, it was a beautiful season of, of some of the most wonderful moments I've seen. Yeah. But it also had a lot of that cringeworthy stuff that just really irritated me. So I've never been so conflicted with anything like, do I like it? Do I not like it? I feel bad to say 
it's not good because then I'm like, oh no, there were parts that were great. So it's mediocre for me. I think the eradicator's trying to corrupt you. <laughs> You're trying to fight back. <laughs> to fight oh back. man, this man needs no introduction. All right, Nico, take it away, sir. No, it's uh, is the question is what again? The finale. What did you, did, did <laughs> was it super? Or... <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I, you know, it, here's my thing, and and, and, and we didn't watch it together, so no, but uh, yeah, um, I watched it on my own. No, so well, one, I wore the black for a reason, um, but no, <laughs> um, so so for me, it's it's this. I'm, I'll lead with this. I'm probably of every single person on this screen the most removed from Superman. Um, it's not that I don't love the character; I think he's one of the best characters of all time. In literature mainstream whatever but my exposure to superman is mainly when he's in justice league titles or when he pops up in other stuff the only two superman stories i've ever read are when he dies and panic in the sky which are two great stories so to me um a lot of the heartfelt fan servicey love letter stuff that zeddy's talking about don't land for me because i don't have that big of an attachment the same way i do to spider-man batman the flash Nightwing, you know, Captain America, etc. So why do you have him on the show then? Well, hold on. This is my this is one third of my podcast, bro. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, anyway, 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 anyway. Uh so for me, the show the finale, evil. the finale had some really cool moments. Yeah. Um, but to me, the finale was the exact very similar to three or four episodes ago. And I'll get into why I'm saying that. Um, the villain stuff was, we did the same thing twice where we got to talk someone down, fight the bad guy. Someone gets controlled again, talk the villain down, fight the bad guy. And to me, it was the stuff with the funeral was great. The stuff with Kyle, I'm not, I'm being serious. I think Kyle's one of the best characters in CW television history. Uh, he really had a full arc that was never abandoned. And I'll get into that later too. Mm -hmm. um, Townspeople were bad then too. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you about the people of Smallville. <laughs> yeah. I got thoughts on the people of Smallville. In this show. <laughs> I got thoughts. Um, so the funeral, the stuff with the family was great. Uh, but half the episode was trying to fight the villains and stop the threat, which I thought was, I'll be frank, utterly ridiculous at times. But we'll get into that. So did the finale stick the landing? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure uh, because I, I don't know what it had to stick in my mind. And that's, that's as nice as I'll be. But um, I'm very happy it worked for everyone else but me and my dad. All right. Well, hey, don't worry. We got every, every plate is at the table of L tonight. I got, I got, every, I got everyone's in the house tonight. All right. So I'm a row. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's all right. I'm a row. Here, you know, it's uh, let, let's say it's Christmas. You know, we're 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 in a very giving mood tonight. So sure. whether you are Ro and Al Azad, just just play nice. There you go. Uh, but <laughs> no, no one's gonna be mean. <laughs> you might. Um, I'm actually going guys. to begin. I guess transition is how I begin. How we started. So Ryan, I'm gonna. Mm -hmm. Come back to you, so if there was ever a 180, I think, of a portrayal of a character, I think it was Tyler Hecklin. Supergirl, he started off promising, and then the crossovers happened, and, you know, wasn't exactly great, I will say. Um, and then the show gets announced, and he's in, he's under a new writing team, new set of direction, everything like that. So New suit. New that, suit, that, new that everything. Suit. Yeah. So, you know, do you think Superman could leave the CW? You know, 
where does this fall into you know the modern day CW universe? Um I definitely I definitely do think so. I think if any show is going to because I really do hope that this goes for many, many bare minimum as long as Arrow. Um, and I do think that it has the potential to be the next show that kind of it explodes with spinoffs, like how Arrow, you know, gave birth to Flash and Flash and Arrow gave birth to Legends and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I really, I really do think so because now that they have one, you know, the first mm-hmm. in their, you know, little. Arrowverse, CW, whatever they want to try and call it now, uh, Pantheon. Mm-hmm. I I really do think so. Okay, that's fair. So, Javi, I asked Ryan just now, where does can Superman leave the CW? You know, where does Superman and Lois fall into the current like Superman zeitgeist? Do you think with everything well, that we've gotten so far? It's it's been an interesting year, uh, Zeddy. When the crisis happened. And Oliver Queen, you know, passed away in comic book terms. Um, And they formed the Justice League. All the marketing, everything was like setting up as the Flash is now the flagship show of the Arrowverse. Mm -hmm. It's the one that's now been on the longest of the ones that are currently on TV. And there was always talk about the Flash being like the highest rated show anyways. Um, even like the the way they set everything up, Superman was a side character at best in all the crossovers. And while I liked Hecklin, I thought he did a fine job. Like he didn't have the commanding presence like a Superman would have amidst the Justice League. He was very much a, an ancillary character, almost a joke sometimes in Crisis. Um, so pandemic happened. Things got delayed. Flash had to end prematurely uh, and then come back with like a weird hybrid six, seven season with uh, elongated man being written off for internet crimes. Um, and something with that show stumbled. Um, mm-hmm. The the forces aspect of uh, the show, it wasn't something I cared for in the comic books, really. And it wasn't something I cared for TV. And it became in trying to be optimistic, it became like overly schmaltzy and it, it lost its focus on Barry and became more about like the ancillary team flash. So while he was poised to be like the head of the CW, he, he stumbled and fell. I feel, and I've saw a lot of people echoing those statements online too. I've yet to find anyone that's loved this last season. It ended strong, I think with the two part finale, Mm -hmm. but everything up to that was, very much a mixed bag. And so in comes Superman and Lois. And like you guys said, new writers, new costume, which all the flashbacks have him in his Superman and Lois costume. He doesn't have his, he's not flashing back to his CW suit. He's either Fleischer suit or his current suit. Mm-hmm. So there's just a, a depth and maturity to this character that he has now having like teenage sons and being married to Lois for so long. And just the way that the episode ended with him addressing um, Chrissy Beppo, 
but basically kind of giving the speech to an interview to the world. So good. Oh my God. Like that, that was Superman. Like where was the American flag behind him, you know, <laughs> flapping in the background? Green screen, green screen. Like, like what he didn't, <laughs> what I didn't see from him in all those crossover episodes, he had by the end of the season for sure. And absolutely. I think this can definitely lead the forefront. Uh, none of the other shows seem to have been, catching heat like this one has with the exception of star girl but she's on her own earth anyways so of the earth prime cw shows i i mean i think i think this is definitely the number one show wow well said well said so part of what i think was the big selling point of the show to me which was the, sh the part of the show that i didn't think i was going to love which was the family dynamic you know mm -hmm. the whole idea of clark's raising his kids while also trying to be superman so carlos as you being a family man, i don't know a lot of you guys are family man's but carlos you know as being a family man you know what do you think you know the family dynamic uh do you think it was better than just being another standard superman show do you think that the family element added a much more different layer to the show oh absolutely like i gotta admit i was pretty skeptical when they were uh promoting the fact that they were developing a superman and lois show and that it was going to be have a a family dynamic to it and i love john kent in the comics and i was like okay if they can kind of catch that vibe of the young john kent learning the ropes and trying to be a kid but balancing the fact that he's superman's son that'll be cool and then i kind of like the stuff that they did within supergirl and within the crisis crossover with lois getting pregnant and having to go off to argo city and i was like okay they've got a good feel for this and then in the finale of crisis when he's flying around and you have your new earth prime and they announce that it's twin boys i was like oh really so they're gonna do this kind of twins slapstick type of thing i'm sure and then as the development goes on and they talk about it being teenage boys i was like oh there is no way they can pull this off but within one episode i was completely sold they i thought they cast the show well and they took some pretty big risks with uh thanks sergio i appreciate that baby <laughs> but uh yeah i thought they took some pretty big risks with how they approached it with um jordan having his emotional issues and all the challenges that they were going through as a family to try and get him up to speed and then jonathan being what he was but without ever being kind of this overbearing jock type of character and they kind of skirted around those tropes that are so prevalent in so many network tv shows but they found a pretty special place to play with both those characters and then they also utilized the boys to make Superman or Clark Kent and Lois Lane more compelling and interesting characters in their own right. Like yeah. they did some amazing things with Lois with her being this rock that the boys um, obviously have developed from and that has uh, made them into the kind of upstanding people that they are today. But at the same time, she's losing it all the time and you see her express those frustrations that you know being a mother to teenage boys brings and then clark bringing her back and there's just so many special moments between the two of them that were brought about because of the boys and i thought the boys had their own agency which was cool like jordan could have been you know you we've all seen those shows where that jordan type of character is unbearable 
but he was always lovable and you felt sorry for him and you were cheering for him and uh or where the jonathan character can be abrasive and grating but like you love the fact that he's just this protective brother but not ever in a cheesy sense and yeah i man i was so pleasantly shocked from episode one right up to the finale of all the great stuff that they did with the boys like honestly aside from jordan combing his hair there's not much i would touch <laughs> he was doing his best frodo cosplay yeah where's, where's yeah. his ring at where's his ring at <laughs> uh, between no, him and Jason yeah. Todd, they need to do something with those head pubes in the DC shows. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Nah, but you know what, man? I I totally love that you said. You know, I definitely think you know the teams ground actually grounded Superman, mm-hmm. and I actually think they made Superman more human, and not Absolutely. just So, I think that was only an, an interesting dynamic. You know, just that therapy scene with Lois Lane alone. I mean, that's definitely a top lowest scene. You know, in my book, it may even be my favorite. You know, I mean, rarely do we ever see characters really get broken down like that. So that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah like what an amazing way to add vulnerabilities to a character that yeah. can come off as being invulnerable and that you can never have challenges for. Like Those that guy, yeah, you had 15 episodes where Superman was stretched as thin as he could get because he's got all these balls in the air, right? And they've set themselves up well for, you know, the Kent's facing financial hardships and things like that. And what that'll bring. And as Jordan and Sarah explore their relationship. So yeah, it was, you know, this is why we as fans don't always write these things. Cause there's nobody that would have said, you know what, doing a Superman show with giving them two teenage boys is going to be the way to captivate this audience. But they did. And here we go, man. All right, fellas, let's get into a little bit of the season as a whole. So now let's start judging the season a little bit holistically as a whole. But I'm going to kick this one back over to Emmett. So Superman, I would say on film, is in a little bit of limbo right now, right? We know we don't know if he's getting another movie. We don't know what exactly his status is. But we've always seemed to rely on that Superman is on the small screen. So Emmett, you know, we've had everything from the George Reeves Superman, you know, to the adventures of Lois and Clark, to Smallville, to now... The animated series to now Superman and Lois. You know, do you think Superman is a better fit on the small screen? Do you think he resonates better, or do you think that he can, you know, work on the big screen and have it both ways? Where, where does your heart tell you? Personally, for any medium, I think it's always better for TV, the small screen, because you can tell a longer form story that way with more episodes and seasons and what have you. Um, So I'd rather see every superhero get a TV show of some kind um, just to tell more intricate stories because of the episodes like we got in this season alone, Uh, a flashback episode um, and, you know, different types of episodes with, um, you know, family dynamic action scenes um you can't just have that in one movie it might feel uh maybe bloated uh and what have you so absolutely superman should um th- this superman this type of superman maybe i think a different type of superman would benefit a little bit better for um a full season or a different type of tv show like maybe an hbo max one you know we're t- lots of talking about uh you know the michael b jordan stuff um as the black uh, superman um so yeah, absolutely. The TV is the way to go for any any way you want to tell a great story, and you know to have Superman uh, be on TV like you asked before. Like, it, 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 is this Superman the future for the CW? 
yeah, he should be. It's friggin' Superman for Cripe's sakes, you know? Uh, he's the best superhero ever, um, or should be. Um, so, absolutely, yes, TV show, uh, long-form storytelling, yes. Hey, much like they said in my favorite episode of Batman Beyond, Superman's one of the greatest superheroes that's ever lived, <laughs> as, as Terry corrects himself. But uh, there you go. Uh, so I'm actually going to – it's such a big question. I actually want everybody to get a chance to answer this one. So, Ryan, I'm going to kick this one over to you. Same question. Do you think Superman works better on the small screen or the big screen, or do you want both? Oh, for me personally, I want both. You know, I'm all, I've always been the big proponent of you know multiverse. Just give me more. I will never be satisfied with enough content. Just give it all. Um, I think it really does boil down to the kind of story that they want to tell. You know, I I feel like everyone can work on the small screen and everyone can work in the movie you know big theatrical or movie it just really does depend on what kind of tv you know on what kind of story that the creatives involved want to tell mm -hmm. yeah so uh javi same question you know you we you and i have had a lot of talk yeah. in the past few weeks about smallville and just Man of Steel and just, you know, Superman just in general. So, you know, in this modern day age of streaming, right? I mean, all these superhero shows that we've gotten just in the last three months, right? I mean, do you want Superman to be relegated back to the small screen where I guess he's felt more comfortable? Or do you think that we can see the rise of Superman on the big screen again? What do you think? Um, well, to echo like Ryan, I, I want both <laughs> movies and TV. Um, whether, you know, it's, it's Cavill on the big screen and Hecklin on the small screen or, you know, someone else like Michael B. Jordan on the big screen. But if I, if I break it down to Superman TV shows, which some seasons are better than others, season four, Lois and Clark, looking at you, um, <laughs> you know, but comparing it to the movies, like, I, mm -hmm. I just enjoy watching Superman more on the small screen. Like I get more enjoyment out of seeing his relationships build with, with Lois, with Lex, with now with his kids. So I mean, it's, it's like what Ryan was saying. I mean, if all of us here are comic book fans, we're all used to that weekly grind of every Wednesday getting a new story when it's one of the big heroes like Superman or Spider-Man or Batman. So, like, just to me, like, it just makes sense to have him on TV where I can get that, you know, near weekly fix as opposed to waiting three, four, five years between adventures. That's fair. Chris, what do you think? Streaming, theatrical, or do you think both can work? I agree with what Javi was saying. I like the idea of having something, you know, sooner than every four or five years and hope that it's good. Because that's what we were at before. You just hope it's good, and then you end up with something that you may like, you may not. So I think both is the way to go. I don't see why we can't have a cinematic Superman, a TV Superman, and we're getting animated Superman next year also. People keep yes. forgetting that. Mm -hmm. the, I forgot what it's called, but it's it's that like, I think animated it's comedy. My Adventures with Superman or something. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 Uh, whatever it is, I'm in. I think it's cool. Yeah. You know, we'll potentially have three Supermen to look to watch or maybe more if we get the uh, jj abrams and 
the Michael B. Jordan one. So a lot of super stuff coming. I'm into it. There you go. So all jokes aside now, if there was ever a streaming or the actual question that I was going to ask, it's going to be to my two co-hosts, to uh, Mr. C and Nico. So I'm going to start off with Nico. You know, you reviewed a lot of the streaming shows as of late on a superhero side. So knowing that you've been a big proponent of like the, I guess, I mean, I know there's six episodes, so could we really call them like long-term uh, storytelling? I don't know, but you know, just that sort of level of storytelling that you can do now, you know, with these streaming servers, you know, do you think Superman benefits from that sort of storytelling or do you want them on the big screen? Do you think both can work? What do you think? Um, I think any character benefits from it. Uh, like that, there's nothing more I've wanted in the world than a Spider-Man show like this. It's a little higher budget. You get all the villains coming in and out. You see the relationships. I mean, and Batman too. Batman would be outstanding. Batman. Pick a villain for the season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so to answer your first question, it would be better for any character. Unfortunately, that's not what the studios want. They want the movie dollars. Um, so I say, why not both? Um, I'll agree. It seems like he's had more recently. He's had more success on um, TV than the movies for reasons we all know. Uh, but I think there's room for both. And I think the audiences are fine with both. I think for so many years, and it's changing now. I feel like for so many years, studios and the owners of the IP wouldn't, we're afraid like, okay, if it's in the movies, can't be on TV. It's, if it's on TV, you can't do it in the films, but like, why can't there be like, we're going to have three Batman on film. Why not <laughs> let there be a TV show? Mm. We're letting all the Spider-Man come back. Let's give us a higher budget Spider-Man show on Disney plus or whatever. Or so, or like, so, I mean, I don't know if I want Sony to do it, but um, yeah, I think both can work. I think both should work and I'm all for more. You guys saw me. Uh, we we have a, a little group chat for Let's Go, and I keep saying there should be more of everything than nothing, especially in the age of streaming. The way to get streaming up and the way to get the TV numbers up are to keep putting stuff out there and uh, see what sticks. So more Superman, more Batman, more Spidey, more comic book characters, more everything. It leaves room for more adaptations that could impact more people at the same time, too. That's the other thing. Well said. Mr. C, what do you think? <laughs> I I think you I were think deep in thought for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you were deep in thought, man. <laughs> no, I was just when he talks. Sometimes I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Maybe you can edit some of that stuff out. I think. W, I, here's the thing. You know, I'm going to sound pretentious here, but I I just don't care for the CW. I I really like. I know it's got a small audience too. I think we're all thinking like the CW's got this big massive audience i don't even know how many people watch superman and lois or the flash anymore i don't i don't think it's a couple million people i think it's no, probably I, I don't think the cw is no not yeah i, I think like right. each i think like each cw like the arrowverse shows only get maybe at most at most like maybe eight hundred thousand. right yeah. right maybe. so my point is that they should back up the brinks truck at warner brothers <laughs> they've got hbo max and mm-hmm. they should say we had superman and lois like like, let's make this better. Let's make it bitter, bigger and better. Let's streamline it maybe to eight or nine episodes on HBO Max. Let's throw the a lot of money at it. Let's get a little better writing on it, better CGI. And let's, you know, like, I mean, I remember, like, I don't know. This is a crazy comparison, but, like, 
a show like Seinfeld, like the first season was like weird. It was, it looked different. Mm-hmm. It looked cheaper. And then all of a sudden it got, it got better. It got funnier. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I wish they would do that for Superman because I, I think he deserves better. And I, and so the CW, I mean, it's okay, but it's, it's not enough for me. And of course he should be in the movies. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous, whether it's Cavill or, or whatever. Again, I, you know, maybe we're going to find out at fandom, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go off on WB because that's Zeddy and I'll start the countdown pretty soon. I think we're going to we're gonna <laughs> pick her up there for it. Um, but yeah. yeah, man, give, you know, and, and you can do Coates version and, and Michael B. Jordan, but there should be a lot more Superman, yeah. but it should look better. It should be written better. It just needs to, for me, and and maybe I'm offline here or whatever. I just when you see what Marvel's doing on their streaming networks with the quality of the shows they're doing, you can certainly elevate Superman and this whole cast that's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine Kyle with a little <laughs> more budget say, <laughs> and letting, ribs. letting him like open up a little bit? <laughs> okay, this isn't going to be backdraft now. Let, let's 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 slow our rolls down here. Come on now. He will be on Wait, the stream. Will he get tonight. his own spinoff? <laughs> That's an excellent I would idea. Watch the Fireman Adventures of Kyle pushing. I'm in. For the people that got that reference, I love you. Um, some more Sloan from You know, that was still, by the way, that was still in Chicago. Uh, cooking show. Why not? Why not? Man? Let's do that. Why not, man? <laughs> like post credit scenes with just Kyle cooking. <laughs> I think he's limited to the barbecue, but, you know, who knows? Maybe. Man, he looks like he could he could do something else. I don't yeah, know. Like every episode, he teaches you a different recipe. This is how you make PB and J, everybody. Yeah. Where's uh, what, who's the guy from Discovery? Zasloff. What's his name? I have no idea. Maybe we try yeah. to get a hold of him and tell him let's you know open up that checkbook, man. Let's go. Eric Valdez. Thank you, brother. All right, Carlos. You bring up a really good point. If I can jump in really quick, yeah, go for it. It's just he, uh, Mr. Caruso is just right on with that. I mean, the way that this whole I don't want to call it a war, but you had the Arrowverse start off, there got a lot of praise early on, and then like Netflix showed up with Daredevil, and all Uh, anyone would talk about was that hallway fight scene. hmm. Arrow was doing some really decent stunts, and they kind of had to up their game a little bit trying to compete with that. Everyone was reaching for that Daredevil fight scene. And now we've got Disney Plus doing, you know, basically a movie in six episodes or 10 episodes with the movie star actors in it. So they've elevated the bar and like HBO through HBO Max, Warner Brothers through HBO Max needs to step up to that plate again. Mm -hmm. And like Nick said, like back up the truck. Here's more money for Superman and Lois. We're going to give you that Mandalorian Mm -hmm. volume tech. Amen. To you know, make things look just a little bit sharper. Um, hire some more extras, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and then you know, start writing shows with that going forward. Mm-hmm. And an acting coach for Jordan. <laughs> oh, poor kid, man. Jordan. Oh man. All right. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> Carlos. I want you to run us off here. You know, streaming, theatrical, can both work? Should both work? Uh, what do you think? To be honest, I think they're positioning themselves for both to work. And in fact, I'm going to say all three to work because Dollars Donuts, they have something planned theatrical with Cavill. Uh, 
Uh, it might not be a solo movie, but it it'll be you know he'll be the quote unquote bad guy in a second Black Adam movie or team up with the Flash. But I think he's going to have a far more prominent role. And there's a reason that the only contracts this guy is signing is for TV type things with Highlander and Netflix. Like he's a movie star, and there's a reason that there's no projects announced there. So. I don't know. I, I've I've hung my entire time on the nerd room on the fact that Cavill's going to be showing up again. So why not just keep that train going? But I think they'll have that piece there. Um, I think for your network TV, you'll have Superman and Lois. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it is a bit of a joint production with HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So kind of tip it a bit more towards that Titans and Stargirl type aesthetic and bump it up a bit. Because even like Stargirl... It, premieres on the cw but it's on hbo max the next day mm-hmm. and i think there's similar kind of funky things going on with superman and lois and the other thing to remember with the cw is they also have all these deals in place with like netflix and whatnot so once they sort all those things out i think you'll see a bit more of a streamlined library on hbo max but then with hbo max that's where you develop your michael b jordan superman two project right so you'll have three kind of concurrently plus you'll have your my adventures with superman for kids and i think you're kind of rock and roll like with what kind of walter mata and ann sarnoff are doing like her more than anybody i'm pretty confident in her acumen in that space like you just look at all these crap properties that the BBC had or that Nickelodeon had that she made into massive IP. Like during her tenure, freaking Doctor Who was bigger than the MCU for the few years. And she leaves and it kind of disappears. So mm-hmm. I like she knows what she's doing and she was an astute hire. And if Discovery is getting into bed with these guys, like Discovery's main thing they've said is to massively boost their streaming numbers and Warner Discovery will be number two right behind Netflix as far as market share goes. So, you know, and there's a space there for your cooking with Kyle show because Discovery does a whole bunch of those type of uh, reality TV shows. So maybe, maybe, but uh, yeah, I think they're, there you go. I, I know you guys are angling for the guest spot. Like, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So yeah, anybody out there who wants to who wants to buy a podcast, just know the Crusoes. They're just a they're just a barbecue sauce <laughs> bottle away. From... Some might say they are in an open pit. Yeah. But yeah, I I think we'll. I think he deserves all three, and I think he's yeah. gonna get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but hey, well, the one thing you all agreed on. Well, that he does have a future, right? So I do want to point out, you know, how ironic and crazy it was that before Superman and Lois even aired, it was like Tyler Hecklin was going to be the Superman moving forward, right? Because we didn't know if Cavill was coming back. There were no other possibilities for streaming. It was Tyler Hecklin was going to be Superman. And we were going to have to like him and love him, right? Or we were going to hope that we love him. So now it's ironic that now the conversation has shifted, right? Now it's... Cavill might come back. Now this J.J. Abrams might have a Superman. Now Michael B. Jordan might have a Superman on HBO Max. And now Hecklin's going to ride into season two as Superman. And now there's a new animated series coming. So it's I, you know, I mean, they say, you know, time heals all wounds, you know, patience, you know, is a virtue. So it's it's just ironic, you know, how the conversation has shifted. Yeah. So I, I agree on all you guys' answers. Hopefully everything 
kind of we do hope we get everything right so that, i think yeah. that's the one thing we are in agreement on well, and to your point, Zeddy, like, I think when you have multiple offerings, people are less precious about stuff, right? Mm -hmm. People are not going to be as precious about Cavill's Superman or the big screen Superman or having an African-American version of Superman. Because it's like, if you don't like A or B, there's going to be C over here. And maybe if you really like the CW stuff, you try Michael B. Jordan's Superman on the hbo max platform and it's like holy smokes this is really cool too and it has some of these underlying core elements from this version i like but it's doing something completely different so yeah i think it'll erase some of that and that's where kind of like chris alluded to when he was talking about it that's where your problems come is when you're only doing one version every five years it has to be perfect because mm -hmm. historically we're of this mindset yeah. that that's all we're going to get and if they mess it up then it's ruined forever. It, like kind of like the Green Lantern thing, right? They took yeah. one kick at the can, it didn't work out, and we haven't seen it since. So I think we, you, you kind of diversify. It's like a portfolio, right? You diversify mm -hmm. your assets and mm. you protect yourself a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Well said. Well said. All right, General, let's, let's get into some uh, favorite moments, non-favorite moments. So, I mean, I'm going to stick with you on this one. So... Highs and lows, you know, what was your favorite moment or plural of Superman and Lois? And what was your most disappointing of Superman and Lois? Uh, my most favorite moments were any time that the family was together. I think the family dynamic of this show is what set it apart for me. Um, I think when I was on the show with you guys doing the one episode that I did is the action stuff is not the stuff that drew me into the show and got me really excited. It was all the Lois, Jordan, Jonathan, and Clark stuff and the Smallville stuff, you know, sitting around the barn. And, you know, there's that one, um, the one episode where they're doing the, they're getting ready for the fair or whatever, you know, just the small stuff is the, is the moments that, that, that I liked a lot. Um, and for the bad stuff, it's mostly just the CW-ish stuff. Um, you know, the, the wonky writing and, um, you know, this, the so-so acting in some of the, the characters, like, I think the, uh, actor who plays Jordan was horrible pretty much from the start of the season until the end. His character was great. Um, you know, I like the idea of it and him and his brother, um, you know, at, at school, um, they have girl issues. You know, Jordan has mental health issues. The mm -hmm. sports stuff was really cool, but the acting just wasn't there. Um, and the, and the stuff when he, you know, when old man Palpatine, whatever his name was, goes inside of him. I thought that was just crazy worthy. Um, when, you know, his eyes go red, he's just doing like the weird voice. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just absolutely probably the worst that I've seen um, throughout the whole the whole season. Um, again, the idea of it was really, really good. I just don't think it was was pulled off the right way. And like we've been saying, a little bit more money, one extra writer, you know, one more pass through the script probably would have fixed that. Um, you know, the, the, the actor who plays Jordan's probably around the same age as what he's playing in the show. Um, so maybe that was maybe a little bit too much to put on him because um, I don't think he's ever been in anything before. Um, I haven't seen him in anything, which is fine too. Um, so highs for me was the family. Um, lows for me were some parts of the family, um, just not the with the technical aspect not quite being there. Hmm. That's fair. All right, let's see. Chris, most uh, highs and lows. So what was your favorite moment of Superman lows? What was your most disappointing 
Uh, Favorite, of course, was the barbecues. I love seeing the ribs from Kyle. Oh, my God. We've established that. (laughs) Um, No, favorite moments probably, I think it was the flashback. Was it episode 11? Yes. I love that entire flashback with the Fleischer suit and him with the car. My mom made it for me. The Lionels love that. Um, Other favorites, like Emma was saying, I love the family dynamic, which I didn't think I was going to. I, I didn't, like when they announced, I was like, oh, that sounds weird. And then, you know, there was the rumor that one of the kids was going to be Damian Wayne. So it's like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. But then it turned out, no, it's just this other kid. Uh, but I ended up liking that a lot. As far as worst moments goes, I also got to agree with them. And I didn't dig Papa Palpatine taking over uh, Jordan. Was not really into that. Oh. Um, other than that moment, I can't say I really had a lot of problems with the season overall. I thought it was pretty steady throughout. I like that word, steady. All right. Ryan, favorite moment of Superman and Lois, most disappointing? Well, some of my favorite moments were, to sound like a broken record, is I really did like the family dynamic stuff. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't too keen on it, like, initially when I first heard about it because not my favorite, when it started off, wasn't my favorite aspect in the comics. But I think they handled it incredibly well. Um, I adore dorky assistant football coach mm-hmm. Clark Kent. Yeah, I dug that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love seeing the flashbacks to John Henry Irons and on his Earth and mm-hmm. his relationship with his Lois and their daughter Natalie and kind of just seeing everything through his perspective. Um, the, the stuff that I didn't like, I think the weakest stuff throughout the whole season was the villain stuff. Uh, not necessarily Morgan Edge being Clark's half-brother. Some of my, my biggest problems with the season is the whole possession thing. Mm-hmm. Like this, and that's something that you know I, I've heard the rest of you talk about. You know the whole pop, pop, pop of team, which I I I'm not gonna forget that. I'm gonna start calling that <laughs> now. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. <laughs> because it. Okay. do it, do it, do it, Teddy. Do it. Can you do the unlimited uh, uh, please, please, please do it. Do it, Zeddy. I don't want to cut him off. Come on. Too late. No, you're did. not. He's going to finish. Just do it. All right. <laughs> Gentlemen, if there's one thing that I always love, it's having unlimited power. There you go. Right. Slightly off topic, but, you know, Laura back on Crep Time, what the hell did you see in him? I mean, sure, I was. She had a kid with him. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but that whole thing was—I kind of like that because they played with the two origins or the two tenets of Kryptonian society, right? So when they were paired together, it was like just their genetic material Mm -hmm. was taken and stuck together, right? So yeah, that's yeah, that's probably how they did it. Um, I feel like the season would have benefited. I heard someone say it earlier. You know, it, it, we are kind of sputtering our wheels in like the back third of the show. Yeah. We did the same thing twice. And that, I think that's clearly because 
this was a 13 episode season originally and then they added two more so they had to figure out some way to you know split everything up it's it's hard for me to kind of pinpoint exactly why i didn't like the whole possession thing i think it was just and not just you know papa palpatine possessing uh jordan it's just oh eradicator can touch people and you know every you know the defense council or just random kryptonians i i'm sorry it's like i really thought that was stupid i i know the comparison has been made sometimes negatively towards morgan edge being just you know off-brand general zod but i i think it could have worked better if it just kind of stuck with edge maybe leslie lar being pure kryptonian just kind of keep it simply just kryptonians who also who learned of jor-el's plan and also sent their kids to earth That's fair. Um, I know it would have been a retread of Superman 2 and Man of Steel, but I, I just think maybe it would have worked a little bit better and not gotten crazy and wonky and ridiculous. But that's, that's just me. That is totally fair. Totally Can we get Mr. C to speak this one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which one? No, instead he's got all the taste there, man. Oh, come on. She was my world. There you go. <laughs> she was my world. Do it. Oh, Carlos, you are my world. There you go. <laughs> I want to go to you now. What was your favorite moment of Superman Lois? Most disappointing moment of Superman Lois. Well, I, I think we all love the, the family stuff and the Superman and Lois of it all. So I won't go back there, but man. I love the their version of the origin of Steel, and mm-hmm. what a way to give this character a ton of agency. And I think they can actually grow the character of Steel from where they took him. Like I, I love that he was a hero in his own right, but he, they kind of played him as a villain because we don't know what his mindset is coming into this, and that he was right. Like had he not been there to intervene in. Uh, what eradicator edge was doing like that's the superman on this planet would have wiped everything out just like happened on his planet so i love that i love that they built the relationship in a pretty natural way and that they put him in a position where like those last few episodes my daughter was like she was hating me because every time he's touching the suit i'm like he's gonna do it he's gonna add the s to the suit he's gonna put the cape on the suit but I think if they spin off and do a steel show and within three episodes, he slaps a big S on the front of that thing. It's mm-hmm. totally earned. So, and shout out to Wally parks. Like he was, he was interesting and he was compelling and he was heartbreaking and mysterious and so many things. So that was a great piece of casting. And I hope he sticks around either in this or in his own show. And I love that the, uh, the stinger on the end of this ep- of the final episode kind of sets him up for bigger, better things. So, yeah, man, I, I think Steel. And I love that they took the things that they were doing with this show and very naturally integrated an origin for him into it without having to go through all the Death of Superman stuff. So, yeah, that and just, you know, the the CW of it all, where it yeah. popped up here and there. Uh, after listening to Orion, like, honestly, if you had a human Morgan Edge teamed up with that Laurel character and 
just having the eradicator which was a physical thing in the comics and then you could have done away like i i did kind of hate the kind of parallel superman origin where it's like oh this other guy comes but the english they're pricks so they didn't take him in and love him and it was just it was weird and you know they have, rocket, wherever your rocket lands i i know man landing. yeah if they had just kind of directed him at canada he would have been the yeah. greatest superhero <laughs> that has ever walked the face of the earth they would have canceled oh. the this guy would have been so beloved but yeah um yeah, man, like I, that was just kind of weird and stuff. But like I said, at the hop, I think a lot of those things were to bring everybody up to speed at the same time with what they were doing with Jordan and the family and everything else. And, and maybe they got lost in the sauce a little bit as they went. <laughs> don't you dare, don't you dare show that barbecue sauce. Don't you dare. No. All right. <laughs> we really have to be careful what our set up for really. perfectly, but There you go. I know. <laughs> um, so if there's one person I know is chopping up a bit to say what his favorite moments are of the show. He's a gentleman on the bottom of my screen, but he's always on the top on mine. Javi, what was your favorite moments of Superman Lois? Most disappointing. I I mean, there's so many. I mean, you guys touched on like the family and aspect in steel. I thought some of the fights, even though they were kind of small, still looked really good. There was the, um, the motel fight against uh, Colossus. Um, that was pretty awesome. The Mexico bank robbery <laughs> looked pretty cool, and I liked seeing Clark just all bruised from the kryptonite bullets um, and speaking different languages. I thought it was really cool that you know he took the time to learn all that. But I mean, the big the big one for me, and, and Zeddy and I have talked about this. I I just love the new. One of the things I loved about the flashback was it gave us the flashback episodes. It gave us context that we didn't have before because this is a new um, post-crisis earth. So seeing how Clark and Lois met um, and fell in love and the fact that this Lois isn't Gaga for Superman. she That's not who she loves. And Clark has to prove like his own worth to her as a human being. She loved Clark first. Like she wasn't interested in Superman at all. And that's like a totally new paradigm just like amy adams shifted things by her lois knowing right away so you don't have the clark fooling her like this one was into clark and not superman which i thought was like a fresh take mm-hmm. um and, and i just like seeing that for me like my favorite versions of superman are the ones where you see his humanity and not necessarily as like a, a god among us who's kind of aloof so um, having that twist worked really well for me. And, and in a way, I, I, I didn't mind the Morgan Edge stuff going to like the middle of the road of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I thought that we've, we've seen um, like a version of Red Sun on Supergirl. So we, they weren't, gonna, they're obviously not going to do that. We kind of saw the death of Superman on BVS so they're probably not going to want to rehash that and kill Hecklin and then have Steel come in that way. So the way they introduced uh, these different people, um, but in a fresh context, I think it worked for me. So with Edge, who we've seen either as Bruce Campbell on Lois and Clark, where he wasn't called Edge, but he basically was as Bill Church Jr. And um, mm-hmm. just the Edge in the comics has like inner gang ties so the fact that we got to see him in, in a different light 
and he was on Supergirl too, not this actor, but a, a different version of him. So I, I like that they tricked it up and, and made it fresh. Um, in terms of things I didn't care for, uh, the music was okay for me at best. There was a couple notes that was kind of like the Superman and the family theme that, that I enjoyed. But when I, when I watch a Superman property, I want it to be inspiring. I want it to be melodic. Um, like that Man of Steel Superman theme at the end of Man of Steel when it's like, welcome to the planet. Mm-hmm. And then we hear it recapped in Zack Snyder's Justice League. That, that gets me. The John Williams theme is one of my favorite themes of all time. And I really feel like this show needs that musical identity. I mean, even the Lois and Clark theme is awesome. And I'm just not feeling that from Romer's work. And one of the things that I didn't necessarily care for in the finale was the ending. Um, Not that I had a problem with Natalie showing up. I thought that was great character tension. And I just want the premiere to just be everybody talking about their feelings. Cause there's a lot to process mm-hmm. for that group of people, but they take this tender, like heart wrenching moment of her seeing like her mom and Jonathan seeing what could have been his sister. And they ruin it with like this music that does not fit at all. That was like music of like Zod coming out of like the grave or doomsday crashing on earth in front of all of them. Like that was not, yeah. Oh my God. You know, this is, this looks like my dead mother music. Mm-hmm. Like it was, a, it was a, a dramatic moment, mm-hmm. but it wasn't what the music was selling. That was some other scene. So that kind of just took me out of it at the end. That's fair. That's fair. Nico. And then I'm gonna go over to Mr. C. So favorite moments of Superman Lois and most disappointing. You know, my favorite moments, I'm going to change it a little bit, was Hecklin and Tulloch. Um, I thought Hecklin was god-awful before the show started. Not his fault. It was the writing. And Tulloch was all right from what I saw. But, man, they brought it, and they are Clark Kent and Lois Lane. They are Superman and Lois. I can say that about Hecklin now. He is Superman, especially with the, that finale, especially speech he gives when he interacts with people as superman there's a special charm to it that i think he nails and he nails when he's clark um so so he was he was he was exceptional and i i honestly i think Tulloch, in my opinion like i said removed from being a diehard superman fan for me Tulloch is the is the best lois lane of all time uh she is something else man i she's she was awesome she was awesome from the start till the end uh disappointments um here we go i don't know (laughs) i gotta say um i'm gonna say i'm gonna pick two really quick things it was it was it was all the villain stuff it was all the villain stuff for the same reasons it felt like man of steel again and then it did i mean i hate to hopefully ryan thinks i'm the positive version who's saying this not the toxic (laughs) version is it did feel like zod again it did want to be he morgan edge they wanted him to be General Zod and probably couldn't use him. He was Zod. I know Zod went in the Superman or whatever. I don't. I will die on my hill that he was supposed to be General Zod. He was General Zod. Uh, we did the same thing twice with the takeover, go fight, talk someone down, fight, take over, talk someone down with their memories or whatever, that they were heartwarming, sure, but it was like, let's just do it again. For me, 
I got a hot one. It's it's the people of Smallville. It's the people yeah. of Smallville. They all, and this is a writing thing, they all knowingly took the jobs from Edge. Whether or not Kyle brought him or not, they made their own choices. And then like spray painting, basically death-threatening Kyle. And then by the end of the show, Superman's like, it was the people of Smallville who saved him. What did they do? All they did was complain and want people dead. Kyle was the real hero. He was the only one I saw who put his goddamn neck on the line and saved someone from the burning building. So Kyle is the person from Smallville. I thought Smallville by the end, it felt like they just complained. There, there were people. There was Kyle and the Cushings who wanted to help and Sarah who was there for Jordan and the news reporter who like, Nobody talked about Sarah. Wanted to do that. Well, she's uh, outstanding. Uh, shout out to Sarah Cushing. Outstanding. And maybe I'm wrong in the highest got to me, but I was like, and I only felt it today in the finale when he's giving credit to the people of Smallville. I'm like, I wish at the end, like Jonathan was rallying people to save people from buildings and Lois was on the ground. While they didn't have that kind of, budget. while Jordan and Superman, he finally, the whole show was, you know, the, the start of the season was, you know, you have to learn how to hold back, but use your powers for good. So where was that full circle Superman and his son moment fighting? Well, Jonathan and Lois are on the ground with Kyle and the people of Smallville are season trying two. to hold people up and season two. trying to get people to cover. It's just them yelling at Sam who couldn't make up his mind for the whole season again. It's so it was, it was the people of Smallville. I thought they went away from that. Once the Morgan edge stuff started, it was right. The people, to be what we want them. So we need them to, we need them to be mad at Kyle. So Kyle could be a hero, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it was the people of Smallville are still on my Poolis and the barbecue. Kyle should not have let him in his house. No ribs. No ribs. I don't think that, I don't think that's a hot take. The people of Smallville suck. Thank you. <laughs> He's giving them credit at the end. I'm like, they didn't do anything. It was all my guy, John Henry Iron. It was my guy soups. It was my girl, Lois. It was my guy, Kyle. Were the citizens of Smallville the real villain of the show? Then they're the villains. <laughs> like Gotham City. More moral of the story: people suck. All right, yeah. Mr. C, I'm not gonna whip you here. Uh, so yeah. what's your? Uh, yeah, it's funny. I got you. Uh, this yeah. is awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I tell you what, this Steel was great for me. He was one of my yeah. favorites. Um, his whole story, I felt his pain, his plight. Uh, the actor that portrayed him was really solid. One of my favorite moments in the finale was when Lois and him have that moment and she's like, she wants him to stay and he can't. And like, I, I swear to God, my eyes welled up on that because you could feel like he's like, I can't, you're, I know you're not my wife, but you look just like her. Yeah, and yeah. so that was awesome. Um, Lois is dead. No one's given him any, this is a man that protects the United States of America. I knew you were her going. dad, and like no one brought him up on the damn show here. I'm a little. <laughs> he was always there doing the right thing, and he's always got the best interest of everybody. And the people of Smallville were tough on him too. They're tough on him. Hecklin and Tullock are so good. I they need more money and they need better writers. Mm. I, I don't know what to tell you. I I like was so I couldn't stand him as Superman. And I think with a big budget that he's capable and, and some, he needs a few acting lessons too. Not a lot, 
But I swear to God. I think Hecklin could could be like the Superman. I really do. I really do. What didn't I like? Uh, uh, what's his name? Jonathan is a bad quarterback. <laughs> In that one play, he severely underthrows the pass, but it goes for a touchdown. It was bad coverage. On the defense, um, here's what I here's what I didn't like, and Carlos brought this up earlier. Was it's so the writing to like emasculate him and and make him powerless, and it just was never believable to me. And that's the problem with Superman. Hmm. And these writers had the same problem, and it's probably the big thing that you know only Snyder was able to what? <laughs> to really take the powers from Superman yeah. and and make the threats real to him to where he felt like he really was in trouble. I never once believed in the show for a second that he couldn't wipe out any situation at any time. And that's the problem I had with the show. Hmm. It just never felt like the villains, the scenarios, the only guy that really scared me with him was Lois's dad. Hmm. And I'm saying that seriously. I swear to God, I'm not saying that for a joke. I think Lois's dad was a bigger threat to him than anything else that happened on the show. But again, it it was satisfying. It was it was okay. It was all right. I just like I said, I'm I hope it's headed in another a little bit another direction as we continue. Sure. That's fair. I mean, real quick, you know, obviously, you know, I love all the throwback stuff. So any of that stuff was obviously my favorite mm-hmm. moments. But one of my one of my all-time favorite moments was actually when Lana saw Superman for the first time. Yeah. And she's, like, freaking no, out. No. She's like, oh, my God. Like, that's, like, Superman. Like, you know? Because that's the way that I think Superman should always be presented. Like, I was getting chills just watching it. And he's, like, everything that she dreamed of him being. Like, he's nice. He's friendly. He's smiling. Like, that's everything that I dreamed of Superman being. My mis- my most disappointing was I really think the Eradicator stuff was botched. I think that's a season-long arc i would have definitely pushed it into season two maybe have morgan edge be like ocean master to superman where you know they don't like each other but maybe they have to work with each other uh in season two maybe that could be an interesting arc they go with but ryan i'm gonna stick with you real quick here and then because i actually want to know what everybody's hopes are for season two now you know we talked a lot about season one let's kind of move forward into season two so what are you hoping to see in season two honestly the first thing that comes to my head is I would try to think if they could even do this on a CW budget. I want to see Brainiac mm-hmm. outside hey, of weird metallic goo from Smallville. <laughs> we've never seen Superman and Brainiac face off against each other in live action. And I always am hoping for that to be in a movie. Who knows when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So come on, Superman Lois, please give me Superman versus Brainiac. Well said. Chris, what are you hoping to see in season two of Superman Lois? You know, if you would have asked me before the finale, I had a different answer. After the finale, though, after seeing it, I want to see them, like the kids, form kind of their own group. You know, Jordan, Jonathan, and Natalie. I think that would be fun. And as far as the Superman stuff goes, I want to see Brainiac, too. <laughs> I want to see Brainiac in all his glory. And I kind of want to know where Lex Luthor is in all this. We haven't seen or heard anything about him. Carlos, what are you hoping to see in season two? 
I hope that they have the foresight to just go with a shorter, tighter season, like just yeah. eight to 12 episodes and, you know, pump the budget into that and just make something really special as opposed to going that CW route with trying to spread everything out to 22 or, or whatnot episodes. And uh, I think you could do something pretty sweet there. And yeah, you know what? That's crypto. Not- I'll yeah. burn mine oh, with yeah. crypto. There you go. Just uh, <laughs> add him to the show, and you got something pretty perfect there. So, I think you got the pieces already to make something fairly interesting. So, just do it in a tight package, and you'll have something that people will love forever, as opposed to feel like a grind. Awesome, Emmett. What are you hoping to see in season two of Superman Lois? Yeah, I want to see a little more of Jordan, actually, and I want to see him in a suit. I want him to. Try and get like a Super Sons kind of thing. Obviously, Damien's not in it, but I'd love to see him and Jordan both flying side by side, wearing their suits. Um, and I think I'd like to see John Henry not in the show. I think him having his own spinoff would be a very exciting yeah. idea. Um, I think with him and his daughter coming in now, I think it's a little crowded. And I think giving John Henry his own his own uh, show, and I think his daughter in the comics is also. Um, like some kind of steel character or has some kind of alt- some kind of alter ego. Um, so seeing those two away from the show, not that they would hurt the show if they're in it, but I think it would just be too crowded. Um, and a shorter season, just like Carlos said, a um, little tighter. Um, and yeah, I want to see a, 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 a souped up Jordan uh, doing his thing. Wonderful. Javi, what are you looking forward to seeing in season two of Sim Alois? Um, a little more interconnectivity. I mean, we had Diggle make a brief appearance, but, and it, this is totally on COVID, like it it seems odd to not have Kara at Martha's funeral. And the way the finale was going, the threat level felt so present. It's like you're friends with the Flash, with Black Lightning, with your cousin Supergirl. Like you should be calling these people to help you. And mm-hmm. And I understand like, to get everyone there to Canada and to quarantine. Like it's just, it's not going to happen. So I I don't hold that against the finale, but I Mm -hmm. hope that the world is in a place by the time they start rolling again, that we do see more of that expanded universe and see how he fits in um, with things going forward. I just like to see, you know, I want to see a Superman flash race with these guys. Uh You know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Russo. So I know, of course, I know you guys haven't been on as high on it as maybe some, most of us. But you know, what do you, if you guys are gonna watch season two? You know, what are you hoping to see differently? You know, what are you hoping that they hopefully correct for us fans going forward? What do you think? I mean, you everything that you guys have said, I I completely agree with. I I would like to see a Titans Superman and Lois crossover. Yeah. He says, yeah, yeah listen up. I don't know how they would do it with the R and the G and all that kind of stuff, but somehow I would like to see it. No, listen, I would like to see that. Like I said, the budget a little higher. I mean, yeah, I would like to see Brainiac. I've been waiting to see Brainiacs for like 45 years um, somewhere on a, on a screen. I don't know why it's, it hasn't been done, but I think that um, I think they could do it. I think I have faith that they're going to get a lot more money. I really do. Um, we don't know when they're – they obviously didn't start filming season two yet, right? I mean, probably no. not till next year. Yeah. Oh, so maybe things are better. I mean, they maybe, might be maybe, close, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to see up another level. That's all. The writing a little tighter. 
CGI a little better and let's let's get it now where there is a like a threat like a brainiac who could incorporate so many other villains too. Why not? Because I don't think we're gonna get it on the big screen. So yeah. Go. Uh, for for me, I mean I, I totally agree with Javi the interconnect the interconnectivity. I was I was like, man, like how isn't Kara here? But I get it. Um unrealistic, I do think <laughs> Super Bowl and Crypto should hop over for a bit mm. because that's now that's a compelling story for me. Mm. Have a From product, Titans? have a yeah, have have Joseph Orpin come over and be a product of him that's not actually his kid and have his kids see that. And, and what is that mm. dynamic going to be? He's got power, so that's does good. Jordan. Um, maybe they teach him how to lean into more of the Superman stuff because he's never had a family the way all the other Titans, their origins on the show, is they lost someone in their family or they're motivated mm. by something. Connor doesn't have that. So to, to meet Superman like he should have by now, um, that could be great for both Connor's character going back to Titans, but for a, a nice couple episode arc on Superman and Lois, really honing in that family aspect. But for a realistic one, um, I hope I'm here's, – here's a hope is I hope they don't do something I'm concerned about. Very concerned with how they're going to do the daughter – thinks Lois is the mom, etc. I'm not looking for Lois to be conflicted. I'm not looking for the dad to catch feelings. I'm not looking for relationship stuff. Do not break the family down again. That's what the CW does. They keep mm. they keep they keep knocking Barry down every season. You don't you have them. The family at this point is as strong as they can be. Do not inch in there. Let the kids be friends. Let Steel yeah. stay. None of the weird innuendo of oh my god it's my mom i can't see it I, I want that done and crypto he should he should be they should have a dog every nice american family in kansas has a dog <laughs> give him a dog that's uh, awesome yeah i but a real one shorter season it it will be better for everyone mm. and everything i agree with all that well gentlemen uh we have a Somebody that actually has to bow out because he's had a very long day. He's got a long day tomorrow, I'm sure. And we thank him endlessly for coming on the stream. So, Ryan, you are the man for joining us tonight. Uh, thank, thank you for having everything me. that you that you said tonight. Please plug uh, where everybody can find you because I know everybody wants to hear you again. Oh, I doubt that. But if you, you do, do want to find me uh, and follow along with my ramblings on Twitter, it's at the Amazing Rye Guy. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. So, right. thank yeah. you, thanks, Ryan. No problem. Take care, care, man. Have a good one. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. You Good talking. There you go. Um, I mean, real quick, you know, as far as what I want to see, you know, I mean, I definitely would everybody on the shorter season. I think that's definitely the way to go. I mean, I think 13 at best. I would go with, I definitely think, you know, 15 even was a little too much. I think they might have overstretched some things Hmm. a little bit. Honestly, this sounds cliche, but I'm looking just for it to be consistent. You know, I, I think, you know, they did such a good job at, you know, bring in a 180 on Superman, you know, don't drop the ball on that, you know, make him better than he was this season, you know, add more layers to his character. And honestly, you know, after reading an early issue of Superman 78, I'd be remiss if I didn't get the the jiggles yet at thinking of the possibility of Brainiac and Superman going at it in live action on a bigger budget. So that'll all be cool. What's up, Nico? I'll be honest too. Now that you brought up, I, I don't know if everyone's read Nightwing 83, but but he has an Ooh, encounter with Superman that I would love to it's see. It's very emotional. I would love to see Hecklin and Thwaites get to do that. 
that's, I, I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't read it. It's for all the Superman fan. If, if you're gonna love that, it, that was. I can only imagine what it's gonna mean to y'all. Is anybody read it on here? Not that issue, but yeah, Superman and Nightwing have a Emmett, very special Did you relationship. Like I like that moment of yeah. the of the issue for or sure, and the moment that comes after Nick, uh, Dick makes his announcement where he talks to. Yeah. Uh, Bruce very quickly too. Yeah. Um, that that was the best part of the issue for sure. Yeah, everyone sure. who reads yeah. it, please text me after. I I was right. very blown away by that. And you you dot you guys are bigger Superman fans than I, so I think that one is really going to hit. I thought I I was crying by the end of it. So by the end, you go read it. He was. I went to the bathroom <laughs> and I heard him sobbing. <laughs> I didn't read it in the bathroom. Why was I in the bathroom? No, I went to the bathroom. <laughs> you were in your room. It's right there. I thought one maybe the girl broke up with him or something. I didn't know what was going on. And then, oh my god! I don't have it, I, I he, he was he was lost in the sauce, my man. Come yeah. on now. Uh, <laughs> and Kyle saw. He was holding the iPad and he was reading. Uh, there you go. Don't, don't worry, Nick, Nico. Leslie Grace will be here for me. No, he was saying, yeah. What was he saying? Andy Taylor Joy's name. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah he does that a lot in his sleep. Yeah. Hey, oh, it rotates. <laughs> And no one right. talked about, hold on, Sloan from Entourage was a goddamn great addition to this yeah, show. Yeah, I don't know who's watched Entourage here, but you know, she was a good line. Zeddy, real quick before she we go. Yeah. I, I got to agree where, uh, I, I swear to God, I wish, like, I wish they could do these on HBO Max and they could connect a little bit. I know we, yeah. WB, we do our own thing, but it would be cool if some of these shows would move there. And you could see that like a little crossover more and stuff, but it is what it is, I guess, you know. I, I just think if Connor's ever going to meet a Superman, like now I want it to be. Heckler. Yeah. Like I really would like it to be Heckler and Superman, you know, not Rallis, not et cetera. Like I really want it to be Hecklin's. And I think they could just do it and just place him in there. You don't even have to say he's that Earth's Superman, you know, and he's just not around, you know, the same way Ian Gl- let him and Ian Glenn have a scene. I know some people aren't high on Ian Glenn. I, I mean, like, I like him. I like him. He's I don't know how you that, yeah. He's one of the most. He's been one of the best characters on Thrones. Come on now. Um, yeah, he was great on Thrones. He was great on Thrones. He had I'd an love, honorable death. Too. I'd love for Hecklin to look at Ian Glenn's Bruce and say, what happened, bro? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh, you didn't, yeah. yeah, right. What happened to you? Oh, man. In a perfect yeah. world, gentlemen, which... Speaking in a perfect world, I wish we had more time, gentlemen. These are This is always my least favorite part of this show, but I think this is probably a great way to put a pin in this week's show. You know, thank you all for joining me. I appreciate and respect everybody's opinions here, whether or not we agreed or we disagreed. I think we had an excellent talk just on this show in general, you know, for 15 weeks, it brought us together. So I do want to reiterate, you know, whether or not we jived with it or we didn't, you know, this show was a gift, I think. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, the gift that I want you guys to give me is plugging where everybody can find all you guys. So, I'm going to stick with Emmett. Emmett, where can everybody find you, sir? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at EmmettDavis7, and you can follow my stuff that I write for the Let's Go Podcast, either on Twitter at Let's Go Podcast or on www.letsgopodcast.com. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you, sir. Carlos, where can everybody find you? You can find me too often on Twitter at Canadian Cape Crusader. The spelling of it's on the screen there, and every week on the Nerd Room Podcast. So we... uh, cover all those things that you like so come join us i'm sure anybody who's watching now has heard at least one episode at least the crossover <laughs> ones with these guys but uh yeah and we got some cool stuff kind of in the percolator for september so great time to <clears throat> join that listening rotation if we're not there already wonderful javi where can everybody find you uh at javi true on 
the Twitters. Uh, the Bond is Not Enough on Instagram. I've got a couple articles coming out soon, hopefully for the James Bond dossier, talking about the comics. Uh, satellite show once a month at the Spider-Man, or I'm sorry, Spider-Man CrawlSpace.com, where we talk about the non-amazing books uh, that are Spider-Man related. And of course, I review, I'm a contributor on Batman on Film, uh, Batman Catwoman when it comes out. Batman, The Adventures Continues Season 2, Robin, and maybe uh, this coming week, I might be doing Superman 78 number one. Wow. So, so excited. Lots, lots coming up. Wonderful. Caruso's, where can everybody find you guys? Uh, I this don't might know. take a while. Where am I here? <laughs> I don't know. I guess Nick Caruso, Nick, what is it? Nick Caruso Jr. I and Caruso What's Jr. Your Twitter you handle, like you bro? have it different there, you know. Well, I mean, um, you don't know. He doesn't say it there, so he doesn't know and, what it is. And Caruso Jr. I know. Yes, yes, I know. What That's it is. number one. Number two, uh, we got a great new show with our great friend Rob Myers. It's a Kiss about the Rock Group Kiss podcast. This week, uh, it's about Kisses back on the road. Yeah. They're back on their end of the road tour, and we talk about the set list. So please give that a listen. That's rbtepodcast.com. Also at the Vigilante 39, we're going to have a really interesting show this week. We're going to talk about, we're going to rank the 20 greatest superhero castings of all time. So we're going to want everybody to get in film. film. It's only DC and Marvel. Mm -hmm. It's on film, but we're counting the streaming for Marvel only because most of those people have, have been on the film. So um we want everybody to get involved these guys will start promoting it we're gonna we're gonna have a, a wonderful list i think it's gonna be a list that a lot of people are gonna agree on so i'm excited about that we've been working on this one for a few months and uh it's gonna be good don't know about the agree on part 100%. no i think so i think it's good i think it's good uh, there's some ballsy moves by us at the end but <laughs> that's what we're known for uh, you can follow me at nico caruso i usually have it up but it's at n-i-k-k-o-c-a-r-u-s-o on uh, twitter instagram and letterbox uh you can find all my film tv and comic reviews over at www.letsgopodcast.com including titans nightwing flash I uh, just uh, our review is going to come out tomorrow for Reminiscence, the new film with uh, Hugh Jackman, written and directed by Westworld co-creator Lisa Joy, um, which was a big surprise. I did not expect to like it. Zeddy and I got in er- uh, an early screening last night, which was great. I got the good one. He got the shitty one. It'll talk about later. Um, <sighs> and there's an episode we're recording next week of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition. We're going to dive into Spider-Man uh, 2.1. Which is the oh the greatest Spider Man of all time? Which That's is right. the greatest thing of all time? Um, and the end of uh, Chip Zdarsky's uh, Spider Shadow run. We're going to talk about that. Maybe something else. I don't know. But that's with Mister Peter Vera as well. And uh, just shout out to you guys for coming on the show. Yeah. You 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 know we just had our hundredth, um, and we talked about how we started on why are why are you squinting? No, I, you're. <laughs> I had an idea. We should do this for the Titans finale, though. We yeah, should get everybody thank you for on. coming yeah. up okay. with that idea during this. Thank you. You had to say that during, during the thing. In retrospect of the 100, we reflect on our journey as a podcast, and I think it's so amazing. This is not to plug us. I can't do this with him. I can't do this with him. Just no, keep this is keep awesome. no, 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 no. It's so great to be able to bring people. You guys together are the best. I want to do and it that again. People are willing to do it. Oh Thank my you so goodness! Much. I love there you guys. You also, <laughs> let's do it tomorrow night. You won't sure, be able why not? to do it tomorrow night. There you go. Uh, well, you know, like you guys all say, you know, you guys are all 
gentlemen and scholars in my book. So thank you guys all so much. I uh, do. Why is there an echo? I don't know. You're not going. You're good. Did you? Okay. You didn't miss anybody, did you? No, did we I don't think I missed anybody. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, you everybody knows Facebook. Yeah. No, no, Chris yeah, is the Chris. world's finest. Come on, stop it. <laughs> Chris, um, plug up any. Well, beside me, make sure and follow everybody you see on the screen here and Amazing Rye Guy. I put their Twitter links in the description, yeah. as well as a link to the Vigilante1939 Twitter. Follow everybody. Um, if you don't, you're missing out, and I can't help you at that point. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at that Chris Evan Zero. Please follow the Let's Go podcast for all my comic book reviews, mostly Batman-related stuff. And then on the weekends, Emmett and I do Let's Go Live. Sometimes we're on Saturdays, sometimes we're on Sundays. We'll see what happens. Awesome. awesome. All right. Take two, right? So <laughs> as far as where you guys can find me, uh, which is sometimes a scary place, but please follow me. I'm kind. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ZuddyEds, because uh, much like Batman, I am whatever Twitter needs me to be. Uh, follow this show at Vigilante1939 on Twitter. Feel free to two-way and review the show. Of on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and find us wherever else you get your podcast that we do have a T Public store. If you like to buy yourself some merchandise, I would also like to thank everybody. Yet again, if I haven't already, you know, this show was a blessing for me. I have long said it, you know, I watched Smallville growing up from six years old until I was a sophomore in high school. I had to hide the fact that I did, not because I wasn't proud of it, but because it was not cool to admit that at the time. As an adult, I have a Superman show that I'm literally on a stream with talking about it with. I'm literally getting sniffles right now thinking about it because I actually found people that like Superman. And for me, that's so gratifying. So, you know, thank you, everybody. Whether or not we didn't share the same take or not, that's not the point. Uh, I just love doing this with all you guys. So, truly, you know, thank you. And hopefully he is, he is, he is. Do this again. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's probably a great way to put up in this week. So, this do you have the off- names of the people that didn't like that they made Smallville? We could go uh, Winter Soldier on them, <laughs> create a ledger, go door to door. Is that what you want us yeah. to do, Daddy? Oh, or no? Man. Are they still in the neighborhood here, or no? Oh, where are they at? <laughs> Who knows where they're at now? It's okay. Pete Vera is one of them. Yeah, well, there you go. But uh, hey, all the all, all due respect, you know, like like what you like, don't like what you don't like. But uh, I think it's safe to say. Superman and Lois, thank you for all that you did and for some that you didn't do it for. Hopefully season two does it. So, I know, I know. You're um, talking to us. <laughs> yeah. Ruto, two times I Superman and Lois, Carlos, I think we're on the ledger right now. I, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> like second right time, for the people who didn't like it, I go, Zeddy just saying that. Yeah, for the people that didn't like it, uh, Caruso. <laughs> will you start, will you start my car tomorrow? <laughs> oh, I think I hear my wife's phone going off. Zeddy sending out those emails trying to negotiate those trades again. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Tim, you, give me a call, brother. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, let's wrap up here, guys. So, for Chris, for Emmett, for Nico, for Mr. C, for Javi, for Carlos, for Ryan that had to dip out early. My name's Nick Zanik. As Michael Keaton's Batman always says, I want you to tell all your friends about me. Unlimited power. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs>